0: Thirty seventh parallel on America's haunted highway, its pixelated paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode one hundred ninety.
0: And on this episode, I've got Preston with me. What's up, all you spooky cats and goblins and ghosts and <laughs> fuck, I don't, I used to have it down, like, all you cool ghosts and- You You really winged that one, huh? All you cool ghosts and goblins, this is Carol
1: fucking Baskins here. Oh, uh, and this is Sean. I should have said that at the top. Yeah. And on this episode, we are flying without Steve because we had to, again, record on a not-so-normal night. Because I don't think anybody heard it, but on that last episode, I had some pretty gnarly issues with my microphone. So I had to go in there and clean that up. So we're kind of treating this one as a test recording to make sure my audio is going to come out okay.
0: Well, it But that's ch- all right. It should. And it should come out pretty good. I think so. I think I got it fixed.
1: And also, I am beat, man. I am exhausted. Shayla and I went out and ran the first obstacle course 5K that we've done in like a year and a half. And let's just say your boy's out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, we used to be able to clear those, you know, six foot, eight foot walls without too much trouble. And the guy in front of me ran towards it and kind of jumped up, caught the top of the wall and slipped off of it. And he says, Can you show me how the hell you're supposed to get over one of these? I'm like, Yeah, no problem. And like, normally I'd run and like kick up the side of it, catch the top of it, and then pull myself up. And this time I ran, hit it like a cartoon character, I could not pull myself up and let go and slid down. And I said, Well, how we handle this is we say out loud, Damn it, I am too out of shape for this bullshit. And then you walk around them. <laughs> So I got some uh, got some training to do between now and the rest of my life. Yeah. But the cool part was, it was the KC uh, Timber Challenge. That's the home of the notorious winter obstacle course race called the Yeti. Preston, you and I uh, have done countless timber challenges together. Countless. Man, and Jeffrey's joined us for some, and Jeffrey has done some on her own. I think, uh, with some of her friends as well, so it's pretty rad. If anybody lives near the Kansas City area, Bonner Springs, check out KC Zip. It's a really awesome zip line uh, park they have out there, out in the woods, and they do a Bigfoot Yeti-themed series of um, obstacle course races, and they're just an absolute blast, so check those out. And we want to give another big shout-out to our friends over at Paranormal Egg Experience, which is a really awesome breakfast food truck here in Wichita. And it is a paranormal-themed food truck. And Big Steve uh, checked them out today at the AOK uh, record swap they had today. Uh, they were down there serving up some of their delicious food. All the food is paranormal-themed. They've got a Bigfoot burrito, the Chalupa Cabra. Uh, Shayla and I, a few weekends ago, tried the windigo.
0: The Messy Nessie? Like deep... Don't forget about that.
1: <laughs> they do. Yes, they do have a Messy Nessie. Uh, nothing like our Messy Nessie that we joked about. No, this is a delicious uh, breakfast sandwich with a, I think, what do you say, like a, like, I think a sausage gravy and some garlic uh, oil on it or something like that. I haven't had that one yet. but No, we had the Wendigo a few weeks back, and it was like a deep-fried... Uh, burrito chimichanga type, and then it had powdered sugar and maple syrup on it, and it was just absolutely delicious. I mean, toe-curling delicious. Mm-mm-mm. mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to try to do is next time I uh, pop out there, I'm going to see if we can come out one time and come out sometime and interview them. Uh, talk about the food truck, get an official plug for them going, and then uh, maybe see if they've got any personal paranormal stories. Because if nothing else, I just want to know what inspired them to make a food truck that is, you know, up our alley, so to speak. Yeah. Well, on this episode, because it is kind of a ad libbed episode, and we don't want to take a risk of my audio jacking up our main story we had planned. It's going to be another news roundup. There's a lot of funny stuff going on in the news lately, so we're just going to let you guys know what you may have missed. But first, Preston, anything else to add? Anything exciting going on?
0: Um, I'm getting the uh, old studio about uh, done. I got one wall painted in our uh, logo colors. I got some trim up, got mm-hmm. the foam paneling up, and uh, then uh, that's been about it. Sweet action, man. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Yeah. I thought about uh, what that company uh, is it Fatheads that does like the um, the giant wall stickers. Oh, the big wall
1: decals. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought about getting one of our logo made so I can put it on the outside of the door, and then buying uh, <laughs> one of the uh, the on air lights so whenever we're recording, I flip it on and people know not to fucking knock on the, on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, you can see if I, you know, my neighbor's got a screen printing shop,
1: and I believe he does some vinyl. So we could check and see what it costs to just get a big vinyl sticker to put on
0: the door as well, if you want. Fuck yeah, let's do that. Keep it local. Fuck yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, buddy. Well, let's jump into some interesting news here. First up, even more UFOs are making headlines. After the Pentagon's recent acknowledgement that UFOs and UAPs do indeed exist, we're going to head over to sciencealert.com. The Pentagon confirms pyramid-shaped UFO footage is authentic. This comes from April 14, 2021. A series of new surfaced images and videos of an unidentified flying object filmed by the U.S. Navy has now been confirmed to be authentic by the Pentagon. While many in the public generally refer to such mysterious sightings as UFOs, the more modern search term used by defense circles is unidentified aerial phenomenon, also known as UAP. And there's something the intelligence community takes very seriously. While UFOs are stigmatized as associated with conspiracy theories and intertwined in pop culture, The fact still remains UAPs, sometimes called also anomalous aerial vehicles, AAVs, come on guys, let's just stick to UFOs, can we please, (laughs) are nonetheless very real, representing documented sightings of the phenomenon that neither the military nor scientific scientific observers can easily identify. The newly surfaced sightings sourced by filmmaker Jeremy Corbell and reporter George Knapp included footage of a mysterious pyramid-shaped craft that's observed flying through the sky along with images of three other strange objects, one of which that was shared a couple years back on an online video. While nobody knows for sure what these enigmatic visions really are, the Pentagon has at least confirmed the images are genuine, they have not been faked, and they are authentic. I can confirm that the referenced photos and videos were taken by the Navy personnel, says U.S. Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goff. The UAPTF, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations. We said before, to maintain operations of security and to avoid disclosing information that may be too useful to potential adversaries, the Department of Defense does not discuss publicly the details of either the observations or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace, including those incursions initially designated as UAP. So there you have it even more headlines with ufos pressed and i think we're going to see a i mean a a continued uptick in these type of headlines
0: i think uh you know disclosure is coming man so
1: yeah i think you are right well next presto as above so below let's go to arizona for our next story of bizarre crimes of passion A couple in Maricopa, Arizona, woke up to finding their tires slashed in their driveway, accompanied by a severed finger. Francesca Francesca Wyckoff said, I literally have been laughing all day because I don't know I might cry if I stop. The truck in question with the slashed tires belongs to the Wyckoff family. Mr. Wyckoff, a former volunteer firefighter and EMT, has the stomach for such thing, and he says it's pretty comical. You would think that if you're going to go to a hospital, especially if you just severed your finger off, you would at least take your finger, says Wykoff. Wyckoff believes a tire slasher cut her back tire and then cut his own finger off by accident. We assume it happened around 1030 last night because that's when our neighbor that lives next to us says they heard a loud scream. Mm and then a car speeding off into the night. Mrs. Maricopa believes the finger belongs to her other neighbor because they argued with him the night before, and then the trail of blood that led from the finger through their driveway then led to the neighbor's house. I don't find joy in anybody hurting themselves. However, karma has a good way of working itself out. <laughs> the neighbor wasn't home, and Wykoff said he hasn't been home all day. The Arizona family reached out to the Maricopa Police Department and haven't heard back. Wyckoff says no arrests have been made. Only the finger so far has been taken into custody by the police in a brown paper bag. I can't imagine, man. I can't imagine leaving your finger. Cutting off your own finger, first of all. What kind of knife were they using, too? God. A meat carver? One of those mechanical, you
0: know, meat carving (laughs) <laughs> mini chainsaws or uh the uh like the turkey carver thing you know like the it's got like the little usb charging port and then it just like uh, a <laughs> yeah car oh, the cheeses. T- yeah man wow sweet Christmas well when it comes
1: to crimes Preston there's only one thing that's going to help us solve the ongoing menace that is the criminal threat cue the music
0: Coming at you from the 37th parallel, from the basement of a mad scientist, it's more fantastical tales of Rob's Robots. robots.
1: That's right, folks. Rob's Robots are back. Oh, shit. The New York Police Department's Robot Police Dog viral video draws a comparison to recent developed robot dogs to that of Robocop and Black Mirror. The New York Police Department's robotic dog has been seen in several viral videos recently posted to social media, and it's drawing comparisons to Black Mirror and RoboCop. Now officially referred to by the New York Police Department as the Dog, the four-legged robot has begun patrolling the streets of New York with the police late, late last year. It's since been deployed to assist in some very serious situations, including hostage situations with a gunman who barricaded himself inside a home. Digidog is a 70-pound robotic dog with cameras and lights affixed to its body. It also boasts two-way communication to allow police officers to control the ro- um who are controlling the robot to see and hear exactly what's happening in any given situation involving Digidog. Because a robot can see in the dark, it also is able to help police officers know when it's safe to enter an apartment or a building by first assessing any threat remotely. So far, this is pretty rad. I think this is pretty awesome. The New York Police Department has been using robots since the 1970s to help save lives in hostage situations and hazmat incidents. The model of robot is being tested to evaluate the capabilities against other models in use by our emergency service unit and bomb squads. Whatever the officer's motivation for using DigiDog might be, though, the robotic animal is creating a lot of concern with the public. Having seen how quickly new technology can go awry in TV shows like Black Mirror, many fans of the sci-fi series on Netflix are saying DigiDog would be right at home, On that show, in particular, with an episode called Metalhead, about a woman trying to flee from a pack of robotic dogs after the collapse of human society. Have you watched that episode yet, Presto?
0: On Black Mirror? Yeah. Nope. Ah, you're missing out, buddy. What season is it?
1: Basically, this lady is running through um, kind of a war-torn earth being chased by dogs that look very much like the DigiDog. These things are relentless. They can, you know, burn holes through doors, climb trees. It's pretty freaking awesome. Essentially, not too far off from what DigiDog Dog can do. Hmm. What uh, what season was that on? See, I have no idea. One or two, maybe, maybe
0: three. See, I've seen most of one. I'm trying to think. Uh, trying to think if I started two or not. I don't know, all I have to say is like, for fuck's sake, guys, like how many times like does a fucking like Terminator movie have to come out for us to know that robots are gonna fuck us in the end? The Matrix robots mm-hmm. fucked us, Robocop, I mean that didn't turn out great. uh, Terminator ooh. <laughs> uh, i robot, I mean, robots aren't our friends. Yeah. Helen
1: Robocop, doesn't somebody get killed by the robot in like the first like ten minutes of the film? Yeah. Yeah, not a good thing. No. Um Black Mirror episode Metalhead was in season four, debuting in two thousand seventeen. Definitely haven't made it that yep. far, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, they say art imitates life, so hopefully in this case these weren't precursors to what's about to happen, but you never know. Usually when something kind of comes out like this in the public, it's not too long after that that people learn how to hack them. And next thing you know, we've got a pack of wild robot dogs roaming the streets. Yeah. Well, let's keep the animal news going, Presto. Let's talk about sharks, shall we? Sharknado. The remains of a huge shark skull have been recently found embedded. In the wall of a cave in Kentucky, speaking of Rob, hey Rob, shout out to you on this episode. This might be a long, long way from the ocean today, but just think about it. How much water covered the earth way back when? The discovery shows us that this ancient underground labyrinth was once riddled with sharks and flooded with water. A field team from Maryland National Capital Park and Planning Commission's Dinosaur Park recently discovered a new fossilized skull in the Mammoth Cave National Park, the world's longest known cave system that extends for at least 400 miles across the U.S. This is far from the first evidence of shark found in the cave system. The Mammoth Cave National Park Fossil Shark Research Project has already discovered over 100 different specimens of sharks that once, that once had lived in the cave. Most of the evidence comes in the form of teeth, which tend to be very, very well preserved over the course of the millennia, as they're made out of super tough substances of calcium phosphate. This skull, on the other hand, is much more of a rare discovery, as shark skeletons aren't made of bone, they're actually made of cartilage. So the fossilized remains include a lower jaw, some cranial cartilage, and several teeth. This specific shark was thought to be an extinct species known as the Savotus striatus, which is about the size of a modern-day great white shark, roughly 11 to 13 feet long. The preservation of these cave shark fossils is superb, says Mammoth Cave National Park on a Facebook post. Because the cave is not exposed to external elements such as rain, water, wind, at the rate of erosion of the limestone in the cave, it's much slower, so the fossils tend to be very detailed and mostly intact. Sharks lived in the area around 330 million years ago, sometimes known as the Late Mesopotamian Period. Mesopotamian period which was a time when much of the Mississippi River Valley was submerged under water, extending roughly from 358 to 323 million years ago and as a result you can find surprising amounts of marine fossils in the area despite it being you know roughly 500 over 500 miles away from the modern day coastline. There's hardly ever any record at all of sharks' teeth coming from these rocks, so that's pretty exciting," says John Paul Hodent, a paleontologist and program coordinator at the Dinosaur Park in Maryland. So this is a brand new record of sharks from this particular layer of time. Hmm. And I got one more animal news story, Preston, for you, but this one may turn out to be a little crummy. Why is, from why's from HuffPo? That? What's that? I said why's that? Oh, I'll tell you why, buddy. <laughs> Mysterious animal found in a tree. Turns out to be nothing more than a croissant. Oh. A woman in Krakow, Poland, had quite a fright when she looked out her window and saw what she thought to be a bizarre animal hanging in her lilac tree outside of her home for several days. The woman called for help dealing with what she thought might be an iguana, according to the BBC. BBC. When police officers showed up to the house, they were able to nab the mysterious creature from hanging in her tree because the animal in question was nothing more than a croissant. What? Police have theorized the croissant must have been thrown out the window as a treat for birds somewhere in the area and ended up getting stuck in the tree. Although the woman's worry turned out to be unfounded, she did the right thing because there are people who are willing to get rid of pets in the area. Well, hell, across the world, people freaking release alligators in Oklahoma and here in Kansas, too. So, Jesus. Yeah. Them all, uh, because they get tired of gators. the animals or they just get bored. So it's better to check off pleasantly disappointed than let something go on a little too long or release something into the wild that wasn't meant to be there. Animal Rescue did
0: not mention what happened to the croissant after it was retrieved. Probably thrown away. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Sort story was kind of a letdown. Like, uh, you are talking about it, like possible iguana, and then it ended up being a fucking piece of bread. I mean, listen, Linda. I told you it was going to be crummy.
1: <laughs> 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 well, all of those appetizers lead up to our main story. Now this story made headlines across the world. I think it's truly, truly incredible. And it lines right up there with one of our favorite topics, Missing 411. However, the ending of this story happens to have a very happy twist. From NBC News, Missing Hiker found, based on a photo he texted from Los Angeles area mountains. Now, this is back on April 15th, 2021. After becoming lost during a hike in the mountains around Los Angeles, a missing hiker was found on Tuesday thanks to rescuers pinpointing his location based on a photo he texted his friends before becoming stranded. A 46-year-old hiker, Rene Campion, became lost while trying to make his way through the highest point of the Mount Waterman area of the San Gabriel Mountains and the Angeles National Forest, about 40 miles north of downtown L.A. Realizing that he was in need of help, Campion texted his friends a photo of his legs dangling over the peak with a view of his location off in the distance. He knew he was in trouble as his phone was dying and he had no clear path to get out of the mountainside. The L.A. Sheriff's Department initiated a rescue mission Monday evening after being contacted by the friend of Campion's who was texted, according to NBC Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Sheriff's Department sought the help of civilians online to try to identify the location of the hiker based on the one photo. One helpful tipster, however, was successful, successfully able to identify Campion's location, tracking him down. Oh, my dog is snoring again. Tracking him down on his laptop from miles away, Benjamin Kau, or Kuo let's call him Kuo. Benjamin Kuo responded to the LASD's plea for help hours later with a near exact coordination of the lost hiker's location. He says, I've got a weird hobby, which is I love taking a photo and figuring out where it's been taken from. LASD Sergeant John Gilbert said, Kuo's information was a good clue and worth the investigation. So that's when we asked our Air Rescue 5 to go and check out the area to see if they saw anything. Lo and behold, based off of the tipster's coordinates, they were able to find the lost hiker. Weather on the mountain was getting cloudy that Tuesday afternoon, and Campion thinks he got lost in the first place due to a possible wildfire that happened in the area when he was hiking, burning down signs and forcing him to take a wrong turn. Campion, relieved to be found safely, wasn't certain he'd be so lucky. Right before his phone had died the day before, he sent a message to his friend one last fo- with one last photo of his location saying, I love you if I don't make it. Connected with his online rescuer for the first time on Tuesday, Campion thanked Kuo saying, I crazy appreciate what you did. I really don't know if I could have made it another day. It was just so cold. So, folks, that should be a lesson to you if you choose to go out on any kind of excursion by yourself. Sometimes, it doesn't even matter how far you go or how dangerous it might seem. You need to contact your friends, tell people where you're going, and maybe keep folks updated like this guy did. Yeah, if you're going to go out hiking by yourself, it's not a bad idea to take with you, you know, a cell phone, maybe a battery charger, some water. Tell people where the hell you're going to be maybe check in every once in a while send some photos as we just realized in this story and you know just be smart because it doesn't matter how much of an action man or woman you might be accidents happen like in this case the guy said that the signs leading his way must have been burned down from the recent fires you know even the best of boy scouts and girl scouts can still have things go completely wrong for them so just be smarter folks bring some water bring a snack uh, pack accordingly, and then tell people where the hell you're going.
0: Mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's kind of like a story that reminds me of that one we covered about the lady that got lost in the sewer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeesh, yeah, again,
1: same thing, man. At least tell your friends you're going swimming, yeah, God, that sucks. Well, anyway, there you have it. Some interesting news from around the globe. Now, I know this episode was kind of short, but don't you worry. Our cryptid encounter next week will make up for it. It's one that we've been wanting to do for a while, and we thought, what the hell, let's just do it. Yeah. Because it coincided with some other really cool news I decided not to share on this episode, because the synchronicity was strong, and the story directly correlates to the cryptid creature we're going to talk about next episode so with that
0: Kaka tookie tookie check us out on instagram guys what and i said kaka tookie tookie
1: <laughs> check us out on instagram pxl paranormal check out the facebook group you can find us on facebook i should say facebook page The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Uh, We have a Twitter. We don't hardly ever use it. So if you're looking for any updates on there, we're really sorry. Yeah, fuck Twitter. And check out 13 Nightmares, our side project where Steve, I, and our friend Brady go over some horror movies we've watched. We do deep dives. We do shortcuts and everything in between. We'll have a new episode of that out hopefully before the end of April or the beginning of May.
0: Presto, what do you got for us? And don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We're up to 87 subscribers, so close to that oh, snap Aruga. Benjamin, so uh let's get 100. And yeah, as, buddy. And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best goddamn beard that you can grow, check out bigdobsbeardbomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and pick yourself up some scents like Dundee Cedar Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh, Citrus, and Classic. Mm-hmm.
1: Still doesn't have that uh, Sweet Tabasco yet, but that's okay. And he
0: doesn't have Dapper Squatch either. Yeah, what the hell, Dom? So we want a Dapper
1: Squatch, and we want it now. Yeah. And if our demands aren't met, then we'll continue to cry about it. How's that sound? And, you know, for Dobbs, I want to, you know, give a shout out here. I believe, and I hope I'm not wrong, you can check out an online market that's called the Handmade Omaha Stay Home Shop Online Event begins April 24th through 27th on the Facebook event page. I will try to link that and share that. It looks like you'll be able to buy things from tons of virtual booths. Items posted, links and videos offering special discounts, coupons and more. Um, you can RSVP to the page. I'll put more information up. But yeah, Big Dobbs is going to be on there, peddling some of that sweet, sweet beard balm and oil and other goodies. So we'll have a link on that. But yeah, check that out. It's a great way to uh, support not just Big Dobbs but other great makers and creators as well. And you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home. How great is that? Mm, man. Yeah. And then check out our friend Leslie and the gang over at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. If you're in the Wichita area, pop in and say hello. And also, if you're in the Wichita area, look out for Paranormal Egg Experience, which is a really, really badass food truck. Uh, normally on Sundays, they're parked outside Spectrum Music downtown in Delano. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. We will catch you next time. Until then, on behalf of Steve, I'd love to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that
0: love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.